0: outside of a dog the book is man's best friend inside of a dog it's too dark to read you're listening to brave new words uh, my name is Ed Fortune and I'm here with I'm Ross I'm Rose, I'm Gemma and I'm Mikey uh, we are still trapped in L space if you have any suggestions of how we can get out of L space, then but well, please you Wait, can tweet us. We're trying at, to get out. Well, I, I'm trying to get out. Okay, fair enough. We fair are on. trying to. We keep a look buttons. around. Well, there's,
1: there's many,
0: many books, and this is the problem because eventually we will eventually, you know, thought to be able to get home. And I'm pretty sure I left the kettle on. So, <laughs> yes, on today's show, we will be talking about books, because this is a book show. Um, we are presented to you in association with FabRadioInternational.com, and yes, I do have to say it that way, and <laughs> we, you can also find us via Starburst Magazine on Starburst Magazine website. You can listen to the Starburst Magazine podcast as well, but obviously listen to us because we're better
2: Uh, sorry Mike you're not sorry Uh, he's
0: won awards we just lose them it's great Um, we are an award losing show and (laughs) we are um, here to talk about books as I said you can find us on in the pages of Starburst magazine as well there is a column called Brave New Words which is written by me um, and I'm here with my friends and we're surrounded by books and also small furry animals Hartley the book hair is somewhere as there also appears to be book ferret and a book cat we have also discovered so all of that set up uh, we're now going to have a jingle
3: this, this. Is International. That was
0: a lovely jingle. Oh, that, that, was, was a lovely that was just jingle. lovely. Oh, I
1: like yeah. that
0: jingle. Yeah, so, uh, on today's show, I have been on a bit of a gallivant. Before I talk about Andy Weir's new book, Artemis, which is terribly exciting, and a quick poll of everyone else in the studio—I mean, library—is uh, <laughs> um, is the fact that no one else has seen The Martian, which is unfortunate, <laughs> 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 as it was a massive hit with uh, Matt Damon that Matt Damon, the one who can only say his name um, Matt Damon you um, <laughs> <I'm> not think it <laughs> so he's done and he's written, like he wrote The Martian, he wrote a whole bunch of other stuff the story behind The Martian is that he essentially self-pubbed uh, and then uh, Random Penguin I think it's Random Penguin, it was possibly Delray turned around and basically said um, actually this is brilliant let's, let's market it, let's get you a Hollywood deal and it became a huge movie with Matt Damon and it's one of those ones that's space and it's definitely science fiction rather than sci-fi uh, otherwise the ghost of Brian Aldiss will clip me around the ear again um, and has anyone else ever read Hothouse?
3: no, no. no never- oh, it's weird
0: <laughs> I'm, oh my But right, okay, so it's set in a far, far future mm-hmm and, right, okay, it was a long time ago since I read Hothouse, and when I met Brian Aldiss, my first response was like, what on earth? And he was like, oh, I was very young, and I was still recovering from malaria. I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> so is this sci-fi or sci- science fiction? Um,
0: Hothouse is science fiction, but it's also very much, like, because otherwise I get clipped around the ear, but <laughs> it's—I it, would say it's very siffy as well. It's very kind of—it's um, like the end. Essentially, the sun is the the moon has stopped moving. The the moon, moon, uh, rotation is such right. that uh, it's hit a Lagrange point and it's now just in like constant orbit with the Earth. Geosynchronous. It's geosynchronous, so, it's, geosynchronous. A... so right. it's like it's that far far. Along, it's that far along in in the, the history of of the cosmos. Oh, and the sun's changed colour, so it's a bad sign. Um, it's usually a bad that sign the it changes colour. What,
3: what colours it changed to?
0: Yeah. Uh, I believe it's which direction does it go has it gone red or has it gone blue
3: oh all oh, right. so not just a random kind of no no terrible. it's, it's it tartan or something like that uh, oh a tartan sun
1: <laughs> oh, okay. all the Scots War. become very happy <laughs> <laughs> It'll It'll mean,
3: depends so.
2: on, that depends on which tartan they get picky about that sort of. Uh,
1: that's true <laughs> but
0: because the atmosphere has changed and the sun has changed all the plants have gone completely nuts and have mm-hmm. mutated as have all the human beings um, so everything is weird Everything. it's like a post-apocalyptic it's like you know how you normally get post-apocalyptic wasteland. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. In hot house, it's the opposite. it's, the a, it's a, Yeah, it's a it's a post-apocalyptic jun- jungle. Uh, mankind has been overrun by essentially sentient plants and sentient life forms. Mm-hmm. So much so that creepers have gone all the way to the moon and back. Oh. And if you get on the right sort of living alien being, right. You can. It's not alien. It's from Earth. It's A yeah. living weird creature. You can basically take a kind of like a. Like a cable car ride on a giant spider and, plant. I'm
3: suddenly imagining Jason moon. and the Wheel Warriors, but that's.
0: Oh, and yeah. then the radiation will turn you into a mutant fly creature. Oh. Um, <laughs> and, well, at least you can fly. And and it's got mind-enhancing <laughs> mushrooms, by which I mean mushrooms that grow out your head and make you smarter. Uh, it's the hot house is
2: weird. Uh, <laughs> so we're recovering from malaria. <laughs> 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 um,
0: yeah, it's also, it's very 50s in the fact that it's that kind of high science fiction. I wasn't intending to be reviewing quite house, but we've got it. No, <laughs> no this,
2: this is, you, you're making malaria sound
3: exciting. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of writing my first book. It's a good good, good call. I'll, I'll see if I can get myself some malaria and see what's going on.
2: Oddly enough, I,
0: have I, have I, I don't think I've told this, this story of the show before, but anyway. So, uh, when I was in my 20s, whilst well, so I was still doing various engineering exams and science exams, I caught I caught a tropical disease, uh, a version of like uh, basically a version of the flu. Mm-hmm. Um, the big kind of glandular fever. Long story as to how that happened, but essentially I was kind of
3: stupid. That's uh, <laughs> how most of our stories start. I've
0: got a <laughs> very short version. Kissing girls is a short version. i uh, have got this kind of like
1: kiss girls get glandular fever. Got it. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: but it was a, it Definitely. was a kind of it was like you know, it, it, it was it was glandular fever plus. And I was not essentially, you essentially <laughs> hallucinating an awful lot and not realizing because I was too young to go. Oh, hang on, I might be ill. Oh no, right, well, I'll be fine. And I go and say the Just like, take these things, you'll be fine. Don't, don't But you're probably going to have a few bad days. And I was like, oh, brilliant. Okay, that's an excuse to sign off sick. And I was like, where shall I pass out? I'll pass out in front of the television. What shall I pass out in front of the television? Well, there's a Smurfs video on. That'll be safe. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> Terrible. <idea. laughs> Uh, um, (laughs) Suddenly, you're being
1: chased by Gargamel. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you you, you see Gargamel in an entirely different light. Um, (laughs) I was I was in Finland recently, and there's movements everywhere.
3: No one tells you about the movements. What are you allowed to talk about the movements?
0: Apparently, uh, movements are much like Wombles in the fact that you know the Wombles, you know the the Wombles, Womble's. Yeah, the Wombles Hmm. movement of the '60s, where the Wombles got uh, civil rights. It's the same with movements. Movements in Finland (laughs) have have rights essentially
3: oh, yeah. I, I really don't want our Finnish listeners to be saying how dare you talk about the Moomin's this is our secret
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the Moomin's are lovely I, what I didn't know is that a Moomin cup is a very specific thing because you can buy everyone has a Moomin cup because they're really cheap and they're everywhere and they're two or three.
3: I kind of think you're pranking me right now but can i not
0: but you get these little little tin cups that you can buy and they're about, uh, they're about 6 euros mm-hmm. um, and they're very reasonable and you can get them and lots of people have the souvenirs Yes, and lots of people have them in the kitchen and you know the phrase take your basting yes Uh, Moomin cup is exactly the same phrase because it's a thing that put samples in Uh. because it's a cup that no one uses so someone explained this to me whilst I was about to buy some tourist stuff and I was like should I get a Moomin cup and my Finnish friend started giggling and I was like Excuse me. <laughs> they explained to me that like, I was like, "Yeah, you, you don't use you don't use moving cups for tea uh, because it's a it's a common household item." Therefore, but um,
3: it's uh, a common household item. You put samples in.
0: Yeah, well, no, it's a common household thing that gathers dust because the cups are too small for tea, right, or for coffee. So they just sit there because they're pretty, and then you go, actually, I need to put a thing in this." So we've gotten way out of the book. So the reason I was in Finland was because I was at WorldCom. Um, and I'm now. This is excellent radio. I'm now, <laughs> out, I'm now getting out my Worldcon badge just to show the rest of the crew because this is ridiculous. That is Impressive. um So this is a beard. Oh my word! Um, what I'm holding in front of the microphone, because the microphone can see as can you, listener, um, is an exceptionally long uh, convention. Uh, badge. It's about a it's, meter. Yeah, it's, it's about a it's, meter long. Yeah. Uh, essentially, when you when you go to we, we went to WorldCon. WorldCon is the world's oldest book convention, and we've talked about it before on the show. Um, it's where the yep. big Awards.
2: That's
1: actually like a belt.
0: And what's on there mm-hmm. is you've got a little um, lanyard, and then you've got a little pass with your name on that tells you where you are. Um, I'm here. And then there's there's ribbons. <laughs> and the ribbons. Essentially, what happens is. Rather than rather than getting a flyer or a, like a badge or a sticker, yeah, they give you a ribbon and they they put the ribbon on your, underneath your your thing. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was there, I was very sensible, only the top three are the ones I actually wore, and I put all the rest of them in my pocket. And the mm-hmm. reason I put the rest of them in my pocket is because I'd be tripping over it. Yeah, <laughs> because um, each one of those is about an inch, about two yeah. inches, about mm-hmm. an inch. So each ribbon goes underneath you. So you convention pass hangs on a lanyard the, the actual pass itself is about in the middle of your body so people can see it then if you're a program participant you put a little ribbon under, underneath that says you're a program participant then site selection voter vote for site selection dublin 2019 obviously i attended the business meeting uh, which is the the constitution of the hugo awards yeah. and uh, the constitution of, uh, of world cons, so stops people like Rocksteer doing naughty things, so you get up to those. Uh, not all the way through because they're boring. Uh, we just turned up for like half an hour to see what it was like. It was like, oh, free coffee. Um, Excellent <laughs> and, review. <laughs> and, 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 like, I, like, I went to the scavenger hunt, and we got the scavenger hunt, and then I stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason I stopped is because people kept handing me various things, and really cool and really cool things, but then I realised that well, what would happened is I'd strangle myself.
1: So you were yeah. never a lesbian in space then?
0: I was never publicly <laughs> a lesbian in space and that's right
2: well privately we'll leave that to himself.
0: Yeah. you see that's from a conversation I had with Cameron Hurley the excellent Cameron Hurley writer of feminist science fiction stuff yeah. I actually got it from her husband uh, because she's not a lesbian in space despite the fact that people have accused her of being yeah. a space lesbian uh, I met someone who was a fan of The Expanse so um, they gave me an Expanse ribbon so I've got an Expanse ribbon Scandals Never Win is a reference to uh the Chuck Tinkle um, as
1: So I, it says to ask you about Helsinki as well What about Helsinki? Well I, I, as I say <laughs> I didn't
2: buy a rooming mug yeah. um. <coughs> oh, oh, The only question I've got is this If you'd gone to more things Could you have said you were a t- fourth Doctor cosplayer?
3: It, it's essentially It is it is a Doctor <laughs> Who scarf length of, uh, a, yeah. of Badges that.
2: You could have wear enough badges Pretend you're a Doctor f- Who A fourth Doctor cosplayer Done you, you do, yeah.
1: You, you, Rich scarf. is trying it
2: on. It works. Mm-hmm.
1: It is a good scarf. You, you do end
0: up with people because I had a press pass as well. So what I saw so what producer Al was doing because she had a press pass, yeah. And she was taking photos. is she stuck stuff on her press pass. So and then she also went sideways so she could like, <laughs> do her a proper pyramid. Water. Yeah, um, it's
3: just
2: like you know, sort of medals. Yeah, exactly. a you can Can you attach them sideways on, and down as well? You, you see, American see, listeners would be like convention ribbons. Right? So you a scarf, city, you scarf? You get a blanket. We, we don't really get them in the
1: UK. See, I don't no. know. I like the colours, so it makes me think of like a Doctor Who scarf. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But um, yes, so uh, amongst the, the things that I was that I was given ribbons to promote and then rudely just put them in my pocket uh, include Kevin Hurley's new book, which is Stars of Legion, and um, the New Zealand bid, which is Twenty Twenty Go Hobbits. Um, of course. Uh, APSF dot which is in Beijing. I don't think Stobest budget stretches that far. Um, if You don't ask. Uh, no, no, I, I, you, I, you, I, I did. You, and when they stopped laughing,
1: you did fight rabies with Persistent Visions, though. I did. I, I fought.
0: I fought rabies <laughs> with the uh, with the Fan Project Persistent Persistent Visions, which I believe is an anthology, scientific mm. thing. Um, and obviously, I got kind of. Line but you know not his political views but yes um, and the things on the corner the really pretty ones are the Chinese ones
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah because the Chinese are really into their science fiction not so much their fantasy they're really into science fiction mm. there's the, a the reason why they're not so much into their fantasy and it's because fantasy novels tend to be about a brave young person who Goes and overthrows the government.
3: Yeah, yeah, I can, <laughs> I can see how the maybe not. not well, well yeah. science
0: fiction tends to be about moving the world forward and developing and innovation and all the rest of it, and that's fine. Yeah.
3: And a yeah. happy communist uh, <laughs> planet all kind of yeah. galaxy thing. You see, we need to
0: do a proper review of Free Body Problem on the show, but it requires someone who isn't me to have read it, because i am just sit there and go, Communists in Space, that's interesting. And I'm like, that's pretty much my review. Um, <laughs> I uh, someone else who's read it to go. No, Ed. These, these, these are the reasons. These are the problems of you.
3: Because <laughs> it's
0: like a, the the massive Chinese science fiction yeah. kind of thing that broke broke science fiction in the West. Mm. But this is the thing. Because when we, I was going to try and avoid talking about World Combat, so there we go. Um,
3: we were going to talk about books at some point. We are.
0: We're we yeah. well, uh, <laughs> three digressions the deep. I, I want to
2: find out how the how the the. Um, the the your cold story ended. I want to find out about um, the hot point, and then we'll eventually we'll get back to Artemis. Oh, well, my cold story uh, ended with me
0: almost dying. That's how all my stories end, <laughs> and then I always find you one
3: okay you were wondering whether he died or not weren't you yes <laughs> spoiler business Ed did not die in the 90s
0: <laughs> well yes where was I oh yes um, so when we were at the Hugo Awards which was it's great because the Hugo Awards are a massive media award and the longest running science fiction award they've got the Guinness World Records thing that says they the world's oldest science fiction award and one of the oldest book awards um, however um the Karen Lord who is the toastmaster who presented the ceremony came on and it's like the, the way the format is is there's a there's a tea and there's a bookshelf and there's like a huge screen and there's a red carpet and this sort of thing and they, they they stand up and they basically say yeah we are as important as say the Oscars but we're not as fancy as the Oscars because we're books we, <laughs> I mean we write that's what we do you, you, you don't get picked for you get picked for how pretty your soul is and your writing skill, you don't get picked for how pretty you are, how well you can act. So and she didn't quite put it that way, but it's like, you know, don't expect I love I love the fact that when you're when you're someone who can vote in the Hugo Awards, what you get is books. Hmm. Like other massive world level things. You get lots of ripe stuff. Books. So what you're saying the is there's
3: not going to be a musical number by Neil Patrick Harris at any point?
0: No. Oh, and what? That, that, would be, that would be really cringy. Because anyway. it goes on for three hours anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't
1: know, you could just imagine him doing a, a musical of him actually reading one of his favourite books oh, of I'm, that and I'm just fairly sure putting it all in, into he... a, to its own story. Yeah. Hang, hang,
2: hang, hang on, because you've lost me there. Cause wasn't Dr um, the Horrible's sing-along blog uh, awarded a Hugo?
0: It was nominated for Hugo. That's right. Uh, for, Did you know it? I thought it won. It might have won. I don't know. I think it won though. Yeah. Shall we? So, shall we check by checking a book on one of our many shelves Yes. and seeing if the information is um, on there? But yes, um, I really of enjoyed
1: Doctor Horribles. It was one of my favourite. And um, apparently, well, they're, really... they, they, they're still in talk about whether they're actually going to do another one, aren't they? Because mm. I know yeah. apparently Neil Patrick Harris was actually asking about that
0: it did it when the uh, 2009 Hugo Award for uh, best uh, dr- dramatic presentation short form. yeah this, um, is <laughs> one, this
2: is the one which took it from uh, from the Science and the Library Forest of the Dead uh, Doctor, Doctor Who or, episodes but, yeah, yeah oh, which stopped yeah. Stephen Moffat in four in a row <laughs> oh wow we have
3: well. to stop him somehow <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Doctor Who quite often spits the football.
2: Well, yeah, okay, no, sorry, I, I, yeah, I, I've had a Moffat episode there, but you, yes, there were several of them from Series Four. Because, you know, because as they as they do, because you know, whenever since Doctor Who's been out, they usually have several nominations. Short yeah. forms yeah. weird. Well, this is the first one where Moffat didn't win.
0: Because they show like extracts of the short form, like as as it goes through. Yeah, uh, it was quite unfortunate for The Expanse because of the fine from Wicks, which if you've been waiting for it to go out of Netflix, you haven't seen it all the way through, and I've seen it. Mm. And there's just the, here's the bit we've pulled out. And I'm like, that's a massive spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, like, a massive, I'd already it. seen it because I knew it was coming. Yeah. I, like, I knew it'd be nominated. So I was like, I'm watching this show now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm really glad I watched this show. And a like, colleague of mine, uh, Alistair Stewart, was like, grumbling. He's like, I've not seen it yet. Daniel. Um, but yeah, the short film's really interesting because they've had, like, it can be anything. So, short form in this one, they had. Um, Oh, they had a, a music, uh, an album. Is album. It's the guy, the original Hamilton from Hamilton and Friends, um, was 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 on there as well. Um, so they have everything from TV shows to um, to short music videos to albums. Um, I kind of want to mention the the Rachel Bloom one, but I don't think it's appropriate somehow. Um, she 2011 she did a thing called Fuck Me Ray Bradbury, um, yeah, which is I exactly the what, title, but... which is exactly what you think it is. Um, <laughs> oh, isn't, isn't it's not a song, yeah. i to yeah, say I've seen that, um, and it, it was nominated for a Hugo, and it didn't win.
3: Uh, it, it's delightful, it really is. I think Doctor Who did as well. Yeah. Shall we get on with the picks? Doc, doc, Doctor Who did a Fuck Me Ray Bradbury
2: episode. <laughs>
3: Sure. how are his ratings doing
2: yeah. <laughs> can we suggest this to Chibnall now no don't don't suggest it to on now
0: <laughs> that would be a terrible idea because you'll make
2: it oh um, god yeah, yeah. Chibnall was involved yeah I'm not sure th- yeah, well, Chibnall was involved just getting yourself you know, up to speed with it I'm not sure this was the best time should have done it while it was Capaldi Chibnall was involved <laughs> in Torchwood
0: Torchwood has some of the, the worst lines
2: yes ever hmm yeah on, on some counts I'm looking forward to the upcoming season Jodie Wicker is one of those things which makes me think yes okay I can, right from the off she's made a couple of decisions this is going to be one of the things that gets me interested about it I've watched Artemis. Yes. I thought okay, this anyway. was a bunch <laughs> <laughs> You thought, wrong. I know.
0: It's legitimate to talk about the Hugo Awards. they were a big prize and all the rest of it. But Artemis. It's
2: legitimate to talk about other
0: things. Right. Let's talk about Artemis. So, um, short version, I really liked it. Long version. So, anyway, is known for The Martian. The Martian, in case you've missed it,
3: is Look like um, us. Is, is, is in this
0: room. Except yeah. about a guy who is on a Mars mission... Um, there Something goes wrong, there is a Martian wind, um, and he gets left behind on Mars, which is inimical to life. Mm-hmm. You, you don't live on Mars. And obviously, it takes a while to get a ship back. They don't even realize, I think he's dead. At the start, they think mm-hmm. he's dead, and then he has to live on Mars and survive on Mars. And it's a story about one man trying to use science with an explanation mark and a capital S to survive on the harsh power in Mars, whilst also get a message back to Earth to say, help me, save me. It's a great movie. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. book. It's very, <laughs> it's very scientific. Mm-hmm. Um And Andy Reid does spend an awful lot of time just <clears throat> talking about, his main character, being a botanist and a scientist, yeah. spends a lot of time going, well, this is how I'm stuffed today.
1: <laughs>
3: uh,
0: these are the things that are trying to kill me today. Uh, and so on and how
1: similar is that to how is this similar is the film to the book as well
0: um, I would say personally quite close mm-hmm. that's good um, there's bits that are very Hollywood if you see what I mean and they kind of like Hollywood built but it, it's fairly fairly spot on in some places mm. the tone's right the science is sort of right well that the is the vibe is the vibe is right um, but it's very much a science I mean you can you can sit there with you know, with your kind of A level science degree, science education, A <laughs> level
1: science, science education, or. Uh, you do good
3: science, good, you do. I do science, good.
0: <laughs> or, you know, an astrophysics degree, and you can pick bits apart, but obviously, this stuff that's been made up, like Martian winds are not as violent as that, and so on, and Martian tall doesn't mind that way,
3: and blah, blah, blah. blah. But, but, but compared to Total Recall, it's it's bang on the nose yeah, for science, yeah. that's what you say. <laughs>
1: um,
3: and it
0: also imagines a, so a space agency and space cooperation in a slightly different way, which is what Artemis does. So Artemis is about a moon base. He's mm-hmm. about a character. Who lives on a moon base. And the setup for the moon base is this. Kenya, mm-hmm. which is a third world country, which is geographically up a hill. But not on the moon. But not on the moon. <laughs> but it's... Science. (laughs) You heard it here first. It's quite (laughs) far. It's quite far above sea level, and it's on the equator. So, from uh, from launching rockets, it's a really good place to launch rockets from. Yeah. And the backstory is essentially, and it's explained in the kind of the history of the Artemis base, that essentially someone gets elected to as I think it's Prime Minister President of Kenya, and they go, I know it would make loads of money for Kenya. Let's let's do a moon mission. Let's build. Let's, let's build base on the moon let's get all the space industries to build stuff on the moon because there's no taxes on the moon hooray! <laughs> and, <laughs> off they and they go they do it as a mass it's, it's not a scam it's a scheme to encourage industry so, so the Kenyans basically build a space industry it picks up and people now live on the moon and it's huge it's main industry so tourism. all of
3: you big corporations have an office on the moon then so they can Get through uh, lucrative tax laws and things like that. Yes. that the right? so, yeah. so
0: the setup is that there's lots of lots of massive. It's not the focus of the book. Mm-hmm. It's kind of mentioned in a kind of this is how it works sort of space very,
3: space jersey. Yeah, it, right. it's
0: it's mentioned in a very kind of it's in passing as part of the setup. Yeah. Because obviously the main character isn't going to sit and lecture you on the history of yeah of. You know, it's this person was involved in the Kenyan Space Agency. What's that about,
3: Thank you, Captain Exposition.
0: Yes, (laughs) but yeah, it's there's a lot of exposition in the book. There's a lot of info dumps, but they're done very naturally, Mm -hmm. so you don't get the full picture on anything, but you get enough to go forward. So he's very careful because very easily, given the way that Andy Weir writes he could just he just write exposition from cover to cover, and it'd be thrilling and he'd enjoy it, but it'd also be like. Hang on, where's the story there? Nothing happened. So, nothing actually <laughs> happened, but I didn't know a lot about a fake moon, moon base. Um, so, yeah, so... Um, our main character is called Jazz. She is... Now, I'd like to point out that the main character in The Martian is uh, a white dude who was played by Matt Damon.
3: He was a white dude? He's a,
0: so...
1: yeah, <laughs> had it <here> first. first. <laughs> your,
0: your book has already been pre-sold to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So you can cast anyone, can't you?
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: so he's done that. Um, so I'm trying to get her full name so I can like read out the actual the the, the bit. But yes, uh, the main character is called Jazz. She is a skinny, mm-hmm. uh, fairly pretty because this is written slightly male gazy which is a criticism. But anyway, yeah. um, uh, J- Jazz Basra Basra Bas- 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 Harad. Mm-hmm. Um is skinny. She's twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a uh, lapsed Muslim, mm-hmm. and I can't think of a single actress who would play. Is currently in Hollywood, so they'd have to cast someone new. So do that, Hollywood, Fed please. Sword. I'd love to see that. Yeah. So, so first, first stone phone in the establishment. Lovely, brilliant, well done. Um, it's not relevant though because it's an international base, That's the point. Um, and the point is there's all nations from all over, all over the world there so why not make your character someone from all of those nations? that makes perfect mm-hmm. sense um, she considers herself, despite the fact that she's technically from Saudi Arabia um, she considers herself to be a citizen of the moon because she's lived there uh, the, the, the Artemis doesn't have a status as a city it's not a city state, it's not, it doesn't have any currency it doesn't it's not a country, it's not it's own nation, it's a place where people do business. Um, so currency is SLGs, which are essentially how much you can get to the moon. So one gram is one SLG. Right. Right, okay. So it's the de facto currency. So you, you buy SLGs to move stuff to the moon and she's a courier. She could be anything, she's the main character is meant to be a genius, she's meant to be really clever, she's meant to be really smart, but she'd rather smoke pot, Have
2: fun, dick around. Um, So she's she's skinny because obviously, therefore, it costs her less to get to the moon. Well, no, she lives on the moon. She doesn't have to go there. She doesn't want to go back to Earth. Oh, sorry, she's a career on the moon rather than career between Earth and moon. She's
0: skinny because most of the food that she eats is sludge. Um, Because that's the cheapest thing to make on the moon. And most people who live on the moon are are fairly skinny because they pretty much eat sludge because it's really expensive to try to put whiskey or, you know, cocoa Pops up there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Really nice foods are expensive. Mm. Uh, Anything that's flammable is really expensive because it's a sealed environment and therefore flammable objects aren't allowed. Yeah, Uh, She's a courier, so she makes most of her money by smuggling cigars and cigarettes and things. So she, you know, that's how she... That, that's how she gets on. So she's got some rich clients who are like get me some cigars and she's like okay Monday, some cigars and so eventually we we learn why she's wasting her talents, the circumstances that happened and some really cool stuff like she's got an earth pen pal. which is where we get a whole bunch of Basil Exposition from, because as a kid, she's talking to other children about, you know, oh, well, what is it? You're you're, you're on Earth. What's it like? Oh, well, on the moon, it's like this, and so on, and we learn more about the world as the world Mm. builds. So that's all set up. It's essentially a heist novel. Jazz gets convinced to do a big crime for an absolute pile of cash. Uh, It's like, do this thing, that's incredibly dangerous. I would never do it. Here is a big sack of cash. Oh actually <laughs> I have changed my mind. They have to transport that big pile of cash to the moon. Surely that's, that's expensive. Well, or... well it's in SLGs. So right. um so it's like I'll transport this, which is a you know, the the, the ground transport thing, mm-hmm. and you can change that for any amount of money she wants, but because she lives on Artemis, she she just stays with SLGs. Mm-hmm. She was to move back to Earth. The other problem is is Oh, um, crime is really rough as well. Mm-hmm. So you can't afford you can't afford to keep someone in jail on the moon. That's silly. Yeah, because yeah. they're setting up. So they get deported. That sucks if you've been there since you were five.
3: Oh yes. Mm.
0: because you have to go through an entire bunch of medical treatments to, to allow yourself to, to adapt. Back to the back to Earth atmosphere,
3: then you probably can and get, gravity as
0: well, I and, imagine. And gravity, so you can probably mm. can never come back. Mm. So you know, being deported is mm. potentially the worst. I mean, you can be deported and then tried for a crime, mm-hmm. but the thing that the moon does is deport you. Yeah, and if you do anything else, they
2: basically mm. beat you up. Okay. Well, not to mention, it's quite expensive to get you off the moon as well. I'd imagine, because it's, it's expensive to get you there, it's expensive to get you back.
0: You have to do, you have to do something pretty bad if you've lived there a long time. You have to do something pretty bad to get deported. Um, typically, if you're doing something awful, mm. like, for example, sleeping with teenage girls, underage girls, mm. even, um, you'll know, just get beaten up, and then maybe deported. We'll but probably be beaten up first. So you've got this kind of rural village feel to it. So yeah, kind of but
2: you. Okay, from from sound of that you've all already eliminated that we're going to space you because that's cheapest. We're just going to chuck you out.
0: Yeah, because they they are still beholden to because that would itself be a crime. Yeah. So. And
2: well, they, no, it, it, yeah, it's not like a capital punishment society
0: setup. Yeah, what I'm you, you, you don't have a death penalty. You, you're not. You can't be. A, they're, they're not. Artemis is not a country. <laughs> yeah. So um, I suppose I mean it's not explored in the book. I suppose technically mm. the the country could be like yeah, actually um, save us the bother but that's not mm. how they're set up, that's not what they would do. They'd have to deport and go through proper trials. So who yeah.
1: like does does all of the decisions for that? Do they have their own system for it then? Or
0: no, this is the problem. They've got an administrator, mm. and right? And they've got individual businesses, and they've got police and security. Yeah, but it's all very it's all very frontier is it's is basically a frontier yeah Yeah. so you've got frontier fire and this is the problem when Jazz commits her crime spoilers this is a heist book it says so mm. on the back <laughs> um, thus the, the stakes are different the stakes are yeah. different the environment is different the main character is different mm. um, all the characters are very believable I like all the various characters there's a little bit the thing is a lot of the characters do do go science, science, science science, science, science they live on the moon Mm -hmm. yes of course they're going to be like science, science, science because it's like I can only use my blowtorch this way otherwise I die (laughs) I can only do this thing this way otherwise I die because humans aren't meant to be on the moon so a lot of the conversations are like why can't you do it that way because I die (laughs)
3: <laughs>
1: it's like a typical threat that you give a kid, isn't it? Don't yeah. do that because you'll die. <laughs> mm-hmm. but,
3: but, uh, I said, actually, you will. <laughs> yeah, but so like fire is fire is like one of the big threats. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you know, there's he, only a certain amount of oxygen. They, uh, yeah, yeah, like it'll spread quite easily. Yeah, uh,
0: and and so on. It's, um, that that said, it, it is science fiction. Some of the scenarios that happen, um, I sit there and go, that's just ridiculous but that's the same with the Martian there's bits in mm. the Martian where you just go okay now I see the logic here and I see why that makes sense and works but no <laughs> um, but that's one that's part of the charm of the writing mm. um, the main character of Jazz um, is a little male as in the sense that she looks herself in the mirror and goes hey I'm hot no human being does this I don't know why male writers do this with female characters
3: I do that every morning <laughs> everyone <morning. laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah.
0: um but it's only it's only there like once or twice yeah. and it made me cringe which is why i'm mentioning it yeah. but it's not awful
1: it's not yeah. overpowering it's not over,
0: like I, I say this as a bloke so i you know i've no idea you know I, I i want more friends to read it so i can get a better opinion yeah but it didn't make me go it, he was essentially cuz like her self image her self image and other, the, the way other people respond to it. Are, like different enough for you to go? Well, actually, that's possibly just confidence. That's yeah mm-hmm. you know. But you always, you always like looking out for it. So it,
3: it doesn't seem like a self-affirmation sort of ritual that she does or anything like yeah. that. She's actually just telling the reader almost that. Yeah, she's, yeah, right. Which, Which is, is interesting
1: because normally writers will do that and tell you that they're pretty, but the the characters themselves don't do that.
3: Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: so that's that's a different way of writing about it. Then he
0: he, he tries is the short version but there's like there's a touch of the male gaze there but I don't really care because I really like the character
1: mm.
3: Yeah,
0: um, she's very much meant to be a skinny tomboy as well that's the point point? Um, and like a rough and ready hero um, the other supporting cast I really like her dad um, I, I actually really like one of the not so much villains as just absolute idiots it's like he's not a villain he's not a bad person He's just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> just like you know, he causes most like they like, like, cause a lot of the problems, and you just go, "They're just a dick." It's not they're, they're not evil; they're just awful. Um, <laughs> I, and I prefer that as well.
3: Yeah, I really empathise with characters like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, so I mean, as, as I, I mean, is it going to be a best-selling hit? Yes, it's Tandy Weir, he wrote the Martian. You know, it was a massive bestseller is it is it in sequel to the, is it a sequel to the Martian not really but it could be
1: is it set in around the same period or is it just completely does it make you feel as if it's completely separate
0: I think it could be is the thing I'm not sure if it's meant to be
3: so we're not going to see a, the Martian cinematic universe for example
0: well I don't too my I see this is it because I'm my memory of the Martian it was, some, it was a while ago mhm uh, 2000. I want to say 2009. Uh, but it, was, yeah. it came out a good chunk of time ago. So I'm like, mm, I'm not because it came out and then it came out again because it came out as a as an indie book, self pub, and then it kind of got relaunched and then it did, did its thing. Hmm. Um, so I'm trying to. I seem to recall the space agencies were different, and this is further along in the future. So you could probably tie the two together. I don't see what. I, I, could, I suppose you might want to do that. On the other hand, uh, they tend to market books. They tend to want to market books as standalone, but also connected. If you say, anything, they want. So they'll more. probably
1: do some references to it if when they make the movie. Yeah. Um, and then go, oh, yes, because this happened a while ago, and this is what it's branched from. But that's a
0: tradition in sci-fi, You're quite mm-hmm. often. I mean, the um, the stuff. She's doing a whole new series of this ancillary justice and the ancillary books. And then she's doing a whole new series, and it's set in the same universe. But you only realise that when you start reading the first movie. Oh, it's the same universe. Oh, it doesn't matter, because that's set 100 years that way, and, in a, and, a, and 100 million miles that way. Yeah. But uh, with Artemis, it doesn't matter if it's set in the same universe. But it certainly feels like the same... It certainly feels like the same sort of thing. Yeah, I'm I mean,
2: I the feeling you, you, it's more of a theme of you know if, if we could bring out more books in the series, they'd all have an astronaut with, with an astronaut helmet with somebody else's face behind the cover, and they'd be all similarly thought out, but they're not necessarily linked in story or causal cord, at all.
0: Yeah, it's it's the gritty way of doing science fiction where you actually sit there and you go, these are the space agencies, this is the human story, this is how it works. Uh, and I think we we get very spoiled by high sci-fi, and um, we we tend to think we, it's weird, isn't it? We tend to think of Asimov as like these big wild stories, but only because we know more about space than he did, so he made a lot of stuff up. The mm-hmm. uh, same with Clark. Clark, two thousand you know, and one, we sit there and we go, "Oh, it's it's very scientific." And you're like, "It's not really." Mm-hmm. You know, it's got a it's got a giant alien monolith in it and weird space gods. It's not, but you know, just because it's got a spinning <laughs> spinning gravity well spaceship yeah. and they use rocket fuel. We suddenly go. Oh, that's really science!
3: <laughs> I'm fairly sure they did that spinning gravity well spaceship thing because it was a cool shot, not because it was scientific.
0: No, uh, Clark, the- Clark would be all about the science. It's hmm. a really, it's really sad actually. There's um, there's a there's a video of Clark just as well, 2001 is coming out, mm-hmm. and they've just discovered pulsars. Seti have just discovered pulsars. We had no idea what pulsars were. No. And if you're listening to the show and you're like, I have no idea what a pulsar is now. Uh, a, <laughs> pulsar, a, a pulsar is, is a binary star, so it's got one thing going around it. And every time it does a rotation, it generates energy and it goes, bump, and it goes, bump in like the cosmic background radiation. It emits a signal. And it's as regular as clockwork because it's because physics. Um, so it's sending out the signal and it's just going, bam, bam and when we was originally searching for life we were wanting we were just hearing static yeah. all the way through our, our equipment wasn't so it was like static static and then suddenly you start hearing this regular tapping and we were like yeah. oh, is that a thing is that is yeah. that must that be aliens if you have
3: a hammer everything's a nail oh that's an alien <laughs>
0: is that light? and Clark just as his just as his the movie of mm-hmm. this movie that he's been working with Kubrick on is about to come out they find the first binary pulses and he's like, "I'm not saying it's aliens, Fuck, please
3: let me in." <laughs> <laughs> this will go very
1: well for my movie.
3: Yeah. I, he doesn't, and he doesn't put it that way. That's how I'm putting it because I'm a dick. But
0: he, <laughs> he puts it in a very statesman-like, very RC C. Clarke, very kind of like you know, I'm not getting my hopes up. But he really is. And like you can see it on his face. That he's like, you know, it's unlikely to be signs of life and you're like you sit there going you know they're like, like he's holding the excitement back by this this facade of you know of, of professor sorbill gentlemanness um, inside
1: and, he's a little child waiting for that ice cream that he knows he's going to get yeah exactly <laughs> and you're like
0: dude it's not aliens I know it's not aliens we know it's not aliens dude you're in for such a disappointment I'm not going to tell him I don't know about you <laughs> but um but, but that you know that's the, the, that's kind of like yeah. the, the guy, um, yeah. So is the Martian not the Martian? Is the Martian yeah. any good? Yes. 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 <laughs> very good. Very good. Literally a movie. Is, <laughs> is, is Art of this any good? Yeah. Um, i is, read it. Is it as good as mm. the? I'll uh, pass it to us. Uh, is it as good as Ooh. the um, the Martian? Yes. Uh, is the main character fun? Yes. Should they cast her exactly as she looks in the book? yes Yes. they should please please do that I will be outraged if they don't uh, I will take it to the internet Um, (laughs) you do that anyway
3: anyway.
1: should Uh, you read The Martian uh, and Artemis in order
0: no you don't need to that's the entire point Uh, it doesn't really matter Um, should you pick up The Artemis whilst you're about to go on a Christmas holiday is it a great plane plane read yeah I had a three hour journey uh, on the plane read it pretty much like three quarters of the way through uh, I mean I'm a mutant but um, <laughs> I, I read it fairly quickly and then pretty much polished it off in the taxi um, I, and you know and we were done uh, it was a great start to my holiday um,
1: so you say it's a must read
0: it, I would say yeah it's a, a must read I wouldn't quite say it's on my top, top ten list of the year uh, it's a little bit too flawed it might do depending on how I go yeah, are coming to the end of the year so maybe maybe mm-hmm. but um, so that was a year to go yeah def- definitely a good read definitely worth it it's Andy handy uh, t- to be honest it doesn't need massive amounts of support from us it's going to be a hit anyway but uh, if, you're exci- if you're excited if you're excited by The Martian you'll love it if you hated The Martian you will hate this like like, full stop if you if the things that you didn't like about The Martian stop you from reading it you will hate this as well because it's more of the same right and um, but space heists man space heists science and the moon I'm sold yep. I'm already there uh, except I can't go to the moon because I'm too fat but uh, so, so on that note <laughs> thank you Ed <laughs> uh, I've been Ed Fortune I've been Ross I've been race
1: I've been Gemma and I'm Mikey bye bye see ya. bye